If we have like an applause button, we should do it. Yay! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2x speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Abby from Greensboro, North Carolina. <clears throat> I've been freelancing in the event industry for a number of years, and I listen to your podcast and have some have had some personal things come up in my life. Um, I think it's time for me to maybe go back to corporate America. I worked in field marketing for a few years right out of college in 2008, but the economy was kind of a shit show. So I decided to do my own thing and it went pretty well, but I think maybe it's time for me to move back into the corporate America space and try that on for size. And I know you guys give the best advice. So I just wonder if you have any advice around coming back into corporate America after not having been in it for a minute. Abby, well, first of all, welcome. I'm we're super excited to have you back. Welcome personally. to Court, <laughs> welcome back to Corporate America. Yeah. If we have like an applause button, we should do it. Yay! Woo! <laughs> um, we support this move. Like honestly, now is a great time to be in corporate America because wages are higher than ever. Thank you, every MBA who's inflated a wage over the last ten years. God bless you all. Great. Right. So, like, with your skills from your small business. You can jump into like yeah. a director level something. <gasps> yeah. Very easy. Well, and yeah. I'm so I'm so glad you mentioned that too, because I think like this is not the point of the episode, Abby. But like <laughs> I want you to know that corporate America is for you. I'm so yeah. glad you've arrived at this conclusion. Um, please don't think that the experience that you have doesn't mean anything yes. in corporate America. Um, I love what you said about like moving into directorship, like Ten, what, 2008, 2023, Jesus. Like yeah. you've you've got plenty of experience. Well, and like the pr- I think we've talked about this in another episode. We talked about your X factor being age. Like, mm. like you have That's been right. around, you have worked with lots of clients. You, you know, your ins and outs of a lot of things that some cute 20 something coming out of college has no fucking clue about, to be yeah. honest with you. So yeah. like take that experience and just like corporatize the language. Go yeah. listen to our resumes episode, which is, uh, what number? Holland? You said you weren't going to do this. <laughs> by sorry. the way, by the way, just in case you wanted to know, uh, X factor is in episode three negotiating. So <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, but, uh, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Resumes. 15. Nice. Episode 15. Episode 15. Yeah. Like, that's where I would start and make sure that your resume like takes those skills and corporatizes the language a little bit. Right. Yeah. That's off the cuff, but like. Actually, Vanessa, that does go into what we were going to talk about anyway for this episode <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> because, because of your friend who oh, like was coming back into corporate America. Oh God. We are going to have to talk about this because that was like a bit of a rocky road. Like just. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. I'm here for it <laughs> right 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 it was yeah Abby I think you're doing great and that's what we want you to take away <laughs> insofar as yeah. this episode is concerned right now um we're we're excited you're coming back to corporate America and we're going to give you a couple of ways to approach this mm. transition to make sure that all the experience that you do have does translate back into corporate America out of the freelance space you've been in because I can tell you from my experience that 
I had a loss in translation. <laughs> I had a bit of a rocky road too um, for a hot second before I kind of figured out how to get into corporate America in a smoother way. Um, so we're going to tell you kind of like what not to do and also what to do. Yay. Right after the break. <laughs> Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you've sent it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, so Abby, the biggest question that I that I used to get and I still still get which is the story I'm about to tell you from when I was doing like just straight resume coaching is like how do I make this my things that I've done sound like this job description right and nine times out of ten it was people coming into corporate America for the first time or like doing a massive job transition from like teaching to corporate America or like stay-at-home mom corporate America or like something in finance to something more interesting which (laughs) shame yeah (laughs) Or like something illegal to something more interesting. So like that requires some translation. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, like I, I recently, and, and I, I still do the resume coaching and writing for like friends and family every once in a while, right? And my friends know this, but they also understand that I'm busy as fuck right now. So like. <laughs> I got lucky with you back in uh, 2018. Yes, you super did. That was. And then, and then you just like took over. You're like, actually, this shit's mine. <laughs> We're doing this together yeah, now. You're the reason I can't take any more of those clients. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I have all of your time. But she's produced this, so I it's feel scale. fine. About it's scale. It's <laughs> scale. Okay. She Same said, scope, bigger scale. She said, "Hear me out. More women need to know what's in your brain, and that's been our keyword ever since. Like, but hear me out. Hear me like, out. Oh, I'm sitting down. <laughs> God. But anyway, point being." I have a friend who was in this kind of the same situation you were in. He had graduated in communications. We were in the communication school together. He went to New York to work at an agency. Um, and after a couple of years, he decided he didn't want to work for the man, which I can support. Go right? off. Where he's just like, uh, why am I being billed out at like $500 an hour and I'm only making $17 an hour? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that sucks. Super actually. good cue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> turns out. So he started his own agency. He's been doing that for God, 10, 12 years now. I don't think we've hit 15, but here we are. Yeah. And he's had like a handful of, of like stable clients over time and like lots of kind of rotating clients and like had some success. But like we were talking, what are we talking? I think what started this conversation was like when I moved to Houston and got like a 25K bump just mm. by moving, right? Like just moving out of a economically suppressed area into, hi, this is market value for your skills, right? Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh shit. And I was like, yeah. And I like I was, this was a, I took a job that was like a one skill that I have instead of like 10 million that I developed over by being the Swiss army knife kind of person. Right. And so he and I are kind of similar. I've just stayed in corporate America and he's been an entrepreneur and he was like, you know, Vanessa, I've realized like if I want to really grow my business, I need some capital, but like, I don't want to go into debt for that. I don't want to be in a partnership. I don't want to like 
do share. Like, I just want it to be mine. I'm like, I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, smart, right? respect, love it. So we kind of talked casually maybe a couple of years ago about like, well, you should just like jump into corporate America for a couple of years. And like, you could probably command 125, 150K out the bag. And I know you know how to live cheaply. So just continue to live cheaply, bank that. And then suddenly you've got, you know, $300,000 seed money for yourself. That's, that's plenty, right? Yeah, that's plenty. I love it. Yeah. So that kind of like came and went, like I moved, he got married and, and then like, you know, I didn't really hear anything more about it um, until kind of the end of last year. And then he texts me and he's like, Hey, I'd like to set aside some time to like get you to look at my resume. Like I'm really getting serious about like applying for jobs. And I was like, I was like, okay, seasonality in corporate America. This is the holidays. It's Q4. Like literally no one's hiring. Oh but God, good yeah. fucking luck, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like we need to start this like six months ago, but okay. That's fine. Right. Um, but I was like, yeah, happy to help. We set aside some time. Actually happened to be a day that Holland and I were recording. So she's like over here in the recording booth. I'm over on the couch and just like <laughs> listening to this whole thing. So, so there I was. <laughs> and, and like I so started the conversation with like a talk to me about where you're at. Like it's been a couple years since you told me you were maybe thinking about getting to corporate America and all of a sudden we're like applying for jobs. Yeah. So like, <laughs> tell me how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> Fill me in. Yeah. So for like, you know, a good 20 minutes, it was just like him talking, which is great. Like I need to know what you're thinking, how you're feeling about it. Like what action have you taken? And, he just, and, and normally in these conversations, because you've had these with me, it's like these conversations are like, what are your skills? Yes. What, yes. what, what can you do? What have you done? And like, mm-hmm. you're going to listen to how he or me or she or whoever we're coaching describes that. And you're in your head, you're translating Yes. for this friend of yours. I know cause I was there <laughs> and cause I know you guys like, um, you already know what he was doing. Yeah. You, you were familiar with his business. Like what skills he had. You kind of already knew that part of the yeah. picture. Like, Would that be accurate? When I say we're friends, we're like friends. Yeah. Like I have every breakup email he's ever sent to oh, a girlfriend no. in my <laughs> inbox. Like we're friends. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So like I, I'm listening to like what he is saying specifically here and like in like how I think you're right. How he talks about himself was like maybe my first flag that like, Ooh, something's a little off. Mm. Cause like how he was talking about his skills translating to corporate America, like wasn't quite matching up to mine. Okay. And yeah. I was like, Hmm, okay. I, yeah. I want to poke at this a little bit. So I let him finish his piece, which happens rarely. And you know, is a sign that oh, <laughs> that's got something to say. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and so like he gets, he gets to the bottom of this conversation. He's like, so I've arrived at, I'm going to apply for product manager jobs for the uninitiated. What that means in corporate America is that you are a steward of a deliverable. Yeah. From, from the beginning to the end. And it goes through engineering and dev and testing and I launching and maintenance. Like it goes from like the idea Mm -hmm. all the way through. Like if you're a project manager, you own a tiny piece of that. Let's get like this one screw done. Right. But if you're the product manager, you're from the concepting through maintenance, they're through launch, through maintenance and like all that. Right. To, it being on a website, being for sale. Yeah. With a sales team. Totally. Like zero to launch. Mm-hmm. That's you. So, so my friend, like he says, so I've arrived at, I want to be a product manager. And I'm, I'm like, hmm, okay. And I guess I didn't have the, the appropriate amount of like enthusiasm about that. <laughs> so apologies. I immediately, and this is maybe where my tact was off in this conversation. I immediately jumped into like, okay, interesting. I'd, I'd like to ask you why you're not considering Something like marketing ops, DevOps, RevOps, yeah. anything with an ops. <laughs> Sales ops. ops. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Because like I know what he's been doing in his business has been optimizing systems, 
not necessarily owning an entire product or a project end to end, which he has done, but the way he's managed that and managed to make it profitable for him and his clients is to go into an otherwise unorganized shit show <laughs> and optimize the fuck out of it so that it runs automatically. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, he's very good. That's at incredible. Yeah. Well, like, and you worked in marketing ops, capital M capital. O. I worked in marketing ops, yeah. lowercase <laughs> M, lowercase O. But like that, that is a very, very necessary yeah. and important and pro- uh, lucrative mm-hmm. job in corporate America. Well, that's why I wanted you to at least hear part of that conversation because you're in lowercase marketing ops. Thank you. And like looking to make the jump into uppercase marketing ops at the time. Like if yep. I remember where you were in your career. Right at that right? point, yeah. So like it was going to be a very useful thing to like hear me say those words about like how do you get someone who is an ops-minded person into a capital O ops job, Totally, right? totally. So that's why I was asking these questions. Like why aren't you consider an ops position? Marketing ops, rev ops, dev ops, anything. <laughs> any, all the ops. Yes. Um, and, and he started getting really defensive and I was like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like this went sideways really quickly. And I, and I just like had to take a big step back and be like, where is this come? Like, I didn't ask him this, but in my head, I was like, where's this coming from? And in fact, like the conversation didn't end well. And it really came down to like, what happened there? And, and I just kind of realized like looking back on it, I was like, well, if I put this timeline of his personal life together, because we're friends, he's, he's operating from a stance of scarcity. There's some personal shit that went down in his life where it's just, eating up a lot of his concentration and a lot of his finances. His like scarcity going into that conversation was like, I need money and I need money now. Right. And I'm only willing to look at the, the one thing that's been shown to me. So one of the things he did do is he like, he talked to a bunch of his friends, his network and actually went to go shadow product managers. Love it. Which is support it. hundred percent. That was more than I expected anyone coming into that conversation with me to have already done. But where his scarcity came into play was like, he could, he has seen that cause he shadowed those people and that's the only thing he knew to look for. Right. He's like, oh, I, I watched someone do this job, product management, and I have seen myself see the skills that I have be executed out there, right? Yeah. What, what he didn't know was that like corporate America has wide possibilities. There's lots of areas where that one skill could translate into, but there's also a million other skills he has. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's, that's the thing where like, he had already narrowed his focus to this one skill has only one place it goes. And all I was trying to poke at was the only, like it could, that one skill could translate into a million other possibilities. Right. And that's, that's what I want to make sure like Abby knows is it's not just like that your one skill out here translates to the one skill inside of corporate America that it actually multiplies. It's, exponential, right? This one skill could be applied in six different ways. It kind of depends on what you want to accomplish and maybe what's a better fit. Like it's, it's an easier lift rather than like, yeah, you could like, okay, every job within corporate America says I need somebody's organized. Okay. But right. like, how do you think about organization and how do you think about system systematiz- Oh my God. I can't <laughs> say that word. Optimization of systems. Is well done. Thank you. <laughs> like that is a skill that like can translate, yeah, to product management, but also to all these other ops things. And and if we go even a little bit down the list of skills he has, because hell, he's been running his own company. So like he's been doing it all. So maybe if the operational things aren't interesting to him, he can pick a different skill. Mm-hmm. And then there's 10 million client front facing yeah, sales, right? Yes, like, like there's so many other ways to apply that too, or translate it into corporate America that like you have lots of options. Beautiful. And the other kind of inside baseball that he doesn't know from not being in corporate America is like, what does it really take to have a strong resume mm. as a product manager? It takes, it takes a lot. If you're trying to make the amount of money that he was trying to make, 
in a couple of years and get the fuck out, you have to have taken products from nothing to all the way and had them make a fuck ton of money. And he didn't have that level of like, wow factor sure. in his projects. Right. Sure. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, it would be easier for you. He could do that thing, yeah. but it would be better. Yeah. To and do like, maybe something else. Yeah. It would be easier. It would be just an easier lift into a marketing ops role where they're not demanding so much of you. They're not demanding how much money did it make and what was the margin and what was, you know what I mean? Like right. they're not demanding a P and L from you right. where they would from a product manager. Right. right? All that is to say, Abby, <laughs> when, once I realized this conversation wasn't going to be as productive as I thought it might be because he already had his heart set on this product management role and he, he wasn't going to deviate from that. And, and I'll even say just like graciously, he couldn't deviate from it at the time because of the scarcity in his personal life. So I, I just said, guess what? Here's your homework. Here's a couple episodes. Here's some things like I have a whole podcast. I think at that <laughs> point we had maybe 70 episodes. Like yeah. I have 70 episodes. <laughs> we'll teach you everything you need to know about corporate America to this point go forth and prosper. There was not anything else I could really do to help because he was just not, not in a space where he could take coaching. So months and months and months went by. I get a text from him, which hold please. Oh, V want you to know I got a job offer last week and finalized the details today. Yay. I know. I was like, <laughs> he says, so stoked to have made this bridge in my career and I'm jazzed about the team, everybody I'm reporting to. Thank you for your support and advocating for this transition. The resources you wrote and recorded mm. and pointed me towards properly oriented my mind to be ready to present myself in a new way and to go through the corporate interview process. Your contributions have been clutch in this win. I love it. Oh right? my God. I was like, okay, he, he did it. He did it. Yeah, he did I, it. So pleased. So pleased. And like, I definitely went to go stalk his LinkedIn because I needed like a little validation moment, right? Turns out he's doing marketing ops. Aww. And like, I'm not going to have like a, guess what? I was right moment. But I, it was so nice to like, to like go check and make, check myself, honestly, to like, does this skill from outside corporate America still map to this type of job? Turns out it does. Yeah. Right. And like, and even, even kind of right after this Rocky call with him, I, I like, sent some screenshots off to some friends who work in marketing ops. I was like, does this skill set translate to your job? And they're like, absolutely. I'm like, okay. So I had a little bit of that in there too, but it was nice to see the end result of his yeah. job. If his job search was actually what I told him he should be applying for. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't need to rub anybody's nose in it. He has a job. It's fantastic. He's doing a great job. Truly, like, truly. And his skills have done this now. And I'm hoping that like by the fact that he's in this position in corporate America, he has his own, I told you so moment <laughs> where he's like, ah, what I'm doing is marketing ops. Maybe at some point as he maps out his next three moves, he says, I want to move laterally actually to DevOps or RevOps or something else. Cool. Or gets to know a real product manager well enough and like says, actually, I do want to be a product manager. I'm going to use this marketing ops thing to get me closer to that. Right. And I can tell you marketing ops can do that. hundred <laughs> percent. Cause you're yeah. like, that's the joy of ops. You're coming in from the side yeah. and you get to work with the whole vertical. So pick your vertical and go to town. I like, love it. Uh, so good. So like, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm glad he made that transition. And like on some level it was like validating to me personally that like, yeah, I can still resume coach people and the things that I like the skills I think exist on the outside translate to the inside. And the, like our podcast, like played a little Aww, moment there, yeah, right? Like doing so good. So I, I tell this story, Abby is like a bit of a cautionary tale. Go back and listen to some of our episodes, especially the resume one. 15. Go back and listen to especially episode 15 on resumes and just and just work on like, okay, 
how does this skill translate to this corporate America thing? Get really into your vertical research. Episode 57, get into negotiation, episode three, and like, and make sure you know it and like check it. I'm sure you have friends inside corporate America who have jobs like this or at least adjacent to it or in the same building. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> even someone, the receptionist at the office that you want to work in, like if you have a friend in that position, it's close enough to at least read through that and say, yeah, this sounds like what the people who are working in my office say. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. About their job when they right. talk about it. So I don't think enough value can be placed on that. Going to someone who knows better than you and just saying like, hey, can you give me a double check on this? That's really the thing. And I think that would have made this process faster and less painful yes. for your friend. And I'm so, pl- I'm so pleased he landed in a spot that's working for him. There's so many people out here who are applying for the wrong job because they just don't know that like their skills do translate somewhere, but they don't translate to that. And it's this weird nuance of corporate America where like those two positions probably seem very similar on the outside, but like on the inside, they are vastly different. They have different reporting structures. Like, in fact, this is true of product management. What he was looking at has a vertical reporting structure into the CEO the ops that I'm asking him to do, like that I think he'd be very good at because he has this like weird intersection of marketing and systems yeah. reports to the CMO. That's thousands of people different. That's yeah, across yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. universe. You know what totally. I mean? Like, in most enterprise situations, those C-suites are housed in different fucking countries. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's a different right. travel to work office situation. Yeah. I'd be like, I think you're well, well set up to start having these types of conversations with people who can point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Abby, after the break, I'll, I will brag on Holland for a second because okay. she did this very well and I don't mind saying it on air. <laughs> so Abby, I was in a similar situation as you. I was in a similar situation as uh, Vanessa's friend. For me, it was my first time in corporate America. So I wasn't like returning, but it was like coming into a situation that i had never been in and I didn't know how to talk about. I had been working at the yoga studio for some time, wearing a lot of hats. Doing all, like, honestly, payroll, HR, general management, marketing, graphic designer, like, human resources, like, so many, God, you were doing literally everything. Programming, Client promotions, sales, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, ops from on the ground in yes. terms of, like, building management, whatever. Yeah. So you were everything from the girl who opened the door at six o'clock in the morning to the direct report of the CEO. Like, I don't, Legit. Like a one man band over Budget here. Budget management. Oh one woman band. Yeah, that's better. There I was. Doing having, everything. Having all this experience. Yeah. Knowing I wanted to get into corporate America, but also knowing full well that I didn't know how to translate anything I'd done into something that meant anything to anyone in corporate America. And so obviously my first call was Vanessa. And so we had this conversation. She, she had the same conversation she had with her friend. She said like, okay, where, where are we at? Mm-hmm. she again she knew what I had been doing for the last couple mm-hmm. of years and she said where are you at and you know we checked in like here's what I want to do except for I was like I don't know yeah I had some areas of interest and they didn't happen to be areas of Vanessa's expertise so she said you need to go find somebody to talk to about this mm-hmm. and so I kind of searched my network and I came up with a couple names and I made a couple phone calls like and had a couple chats with people in those industries and in, in the time I was looking into product design which interesting yeah at this moment and and in Fa- the industry, I forgot about that it's fascinating had that little moment what basically means like web products okay yeah like web design in layman's terms but like it, it you have to use the word product design 
And and I didn't go in that industry, so don't judge me. I don't know. I don't. That this is all I know. But you're like aha around. The aha was yeah. oh the way I would have put this on my resume, even the the search terms I would have used to find a fucking job doing what I knew how to do but didn't know how to talk about was the huge pivotal moment for me in that conversation. Yeah. This one conversation with a with a with someone in my in that industry, and I said to her, and I love this moment too. I said to her when she used that term product design, I was like. <clears throat> can you just define product design real quick for <laughs> yeah, me? Please, please. And it took a lot for me to say, like, I know this woman who owns an agency and has taken the time to graciously extend any part of her day to me. And I'm asking her a stupid fucking question. Like what is product design? Yeah. That should be in like, you know, a one-on-one textbook somewhere. Right. Which but if I, like you I, never had access. I don't to. know. Like yeah. I didn't know. And so the humility of asking that question and the aha enlightenment moment of, Oh, and that was an unlock for me to say, I can now not only frame my resume, but enter a useful search term into yeah. LinkedIn job search, right? Like I wouldn't yeah. have found what I was really looking yes. for had I not had that conversation, mm-hmm. had I not taken your advice, had I not made that phone call, had I not had the humility. And so I'm so glad that I had that experience because for me, I'm like, I'm just going to assume I don't know and like turn to the experts. And it's so funny, like at the beginning of your career in corporate America to where I'm at, I'm doing the same thing. So like the owner of our agency has pivoted the direction of our agency. And with that, I need a new title. He doesn't care what my title is. We all know what I'm doing. But like for me, it's interesting to like build a story in my resume. Like where do I want to go next after this company? Right. So I'm like, okay, if I, if I choose to go from the title I have now to title A, then this is the next, next natural vertical. If I go to title B, this is the next natural vertical. If I go to title C, this is, and those Interesting. are three wildly different career paths, right? So I want to choose the one that's like a natural fit for what I want to do in the next 10 years, right? right? And yeah, you can go back and change them, but it's much more productive. If you've got it in there and you think about yourself that way and you prepare yourself that way. And like what I'm looking at the differences, <laughs> you'll love this. The content strategist, media planner and digital media planner. Okay. Interesting. And let me tell you the differences between digital media planner and media planner are vast when you get like the next two levels up. Mm. So I'm going through people's LinkedIn profiles. Like the implications of yeah. these get wider and wider. It's like yes. an inch off course now is a mile over there. Totally. Yeah. This skill of like being able to translate what you're doing to a title that makes sense, you use for the rest of your career. Well, and the humility to say, I actually don't know mm-hmm. what that vertical looks like. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do some research on that from people who know better than me. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I, You were just doing that this morning. I, I did. <laughs> I sent you a bunch of profiles <laughs> and I like reached out to some women that like mm-hmm. we have like a couple loose connections. So it's like, I want to know like how they got from here to here because that doesn't seem to make sense to me. But like I... I do see this deep in their background, right? So like that, maybe that skill was the thing that allowed them to jump. So yeah, I'm, I'm still doing this. Like, even though I have a podcast about corporate America and people come to me and I've been doing this kind of research for women and men for a long fucking time, I still recognize that I don't know all of it. And the meaning behind these terms changes regularly. Oh, that's a good point. So like you have to keep up to speed. And another thing that that applies to you, Abby, is like you haven't been in the industry for a second. Same with your friend. He hasn't been in the industry for a second, right? So so knowing that this can change over time, I think it's a really important call out. To wrap this all up for you, one, my, my biggest cautionary tale was because you've been in corporate America, just pause on that and realize it doesn't work the same way anymore. Yeah. And second, make sure you're translating correctly your skills from outside to inside corporate America by checking with someone who knows better. And once you're in, always be interviewing. 
So you got that pulse on the industry and make sure that, hey, maybe there's some other skills that your job you just got aren't using. You can translate those too and get more money. And third, Abby, I'm glad you're coming to us with abundance. Make sure that there's any scarcity that you're not letting it pigeonhole you too soon. Holland has a great technique about like batch applying to jobs. And I would say like, take a couple of your skills, determine what their verticals are and like apply to 10 jobs within that vertical and and then keep going. So you've got your batch of 50, right? Yeah. So in other words, like you're building a resume based on five different skill sets. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So like I, what, what I could have recommended to my friend was like, Hey, I need you to apply for like 10 jobs within a marketing ops vertical, 10 jobs in a rev ops vertical, 10 jobs in a product management sure. vertical. Like don't just like throw it out because I think you're better in ops. Like, yeah, let's, I mean, if you think your skill set works there, go for it, but pick, pick do some diversity in your portfolio is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that would be a big takeaway for you on this. Amazing. I have to say, I'm so happy for your friend. Yeah, me too. I'm really pleased. I, you know, I know he's super smart. He's going to do great. Um, Abby, I'm super pleased for you. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah. Get ready to make some money. We're super, super, super happy for you. Just go get a girl. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. We have to stop saying that it's a blooper yeah, sure. until it's fully wrapped. Uh-huh, fair enough. So fair that enough. it's like cleaner so I can mm. actually use it as a blooper. You know what noted, I mean? You know noted. what I mean? It's unfortunate. But <laughs> Suddenly, we have to have like a like a signal. And now we're having an inception moment where we're talking about the blooper, which will probably end up being the blooper. <laughs> but the fact that we're talking stop about saying not blooper. The, blooper. <laughs> the rule is never say <laughs> blooper. First first rule of blooper first club. Blooper. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay.